Welcome back. Folks, welcome back to Nothing Lost Forever, the podcast, the only podcast about is November in the greatest music video of all time. And Tara, what do you think? Is it? I, uh, uh, no. No. Potentially not, but it what? is. Well, what? Well, I don't know. We've just gone down a lot of holes that, you know, some other music videos are pretty cool. I think that it's, uh, it's put more. Put it on the record. This is the first time you've said no. I, no. I think I've said, but I think I've said Estrange is better. Okay. Uh, but I think that what November Rain, what we've established is that is its importance and impact. Yes. Yes. So I think that that's, you know, as far as, you know. So you've heard it first here. November, nothing Lasts Forever, the podcast about the importance and impact of. Yeah. Yep. Change the bio. November 8th music the video by international rock band Guns N' Roses and, and it's GNR. And, and uh, we're talking GNR and, you know, once again, the authorities. The authorities. You know, I posted a tweet and a Instagram today. Uh-huh. And I said, and it was a caption of you, me, and Andy Moore. Our friend Andy, yep. And I said... The three leading experts on November Rain not pictured, or some of the leading experts on November Rain not pictured Axl Rose. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking there are definitely some other people, like, you know, Daniel Pearl, we still have it. Yeah, Adele James. Del James. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Uh, I think Axl Rose is probably the only one that's, like, ahead of us. I, I Andy is... Ahead of us in a lot of ways, obviously, he created the video. I mean, he defers to us in yeah. in some ways as well. But I think that between Andy, Axel would probably just give like insight into his own psyche. Yeah, I yeah. think that as there's, far as the production, Andy's given the story. There's some information that Axel has that no one else has. Mm-hmm. And there's no, way else, no other way to get it. But, you know, between like Andy and Daniel Pearl and Del James. So um, Daniel Pearl's the production. Mm-hmm. The DP. The DP. And then Del James, of course, wrote the story mm-hmm. that the video is based on. The video, not the song. Not the song. Gotta make sure that's clear. Yes, the story without you. Um, but none of, like, between, no, none of them have the extended universe, right? So they have, like, one no. part of it. No. Where They're we, a collective. Do they know about how Stephanie Seymour's fucked Julian Casablanca's and, dad and, and broke and, and, up their home. No, sure, she they, 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 they probably don't. don't know that, but they, one could argue that, that Ste- who Stephanie Seymour, Seymour has fucked, which is uh, presumably many, many people. Including your son, her son, you say. Yeah, <laughs> I do say that. Including her son, uh, <laughs> not the dead one. Uh, oh, God. Anyways, I don't know if that's necessarily something that, that is necessary to know as far as the November Raid mythos goes, but in, as far as I'm concerned, it is 100%. Yeah, I'm trying Who's to think Stephanie of- Seymour fucked is relevant to November Rain. Where's my chart? I have we a need chart. to have one of those like it's over know, like there. red string. No, like, I have it. Remember I made it? Hold on. Hold on. Are you pausing this? Pause it. No, I'll, I'll just get up. All right. Well, um, it's a beautiful day in Los Angeles today. Uh, you know, Robin, you know what today is? March 24th, 2022. My four year anniversary of moving here. Four years ago, I made the big move from Eugene, Oregon to Los Angeles. Uh, I can't say I regret it. Can't say it was a good idea either. Not really sure where I stand on that. Uh, LA's tough. It's hot as hell in, in Los Angeles today. It's like 90 degrees out there. It's also the one year anniversary of when um, they had a showdown with the police at Echo Park Lake. Man, time flies. I know, but that seems like it happened like five years ago. Or yesterday. Me. It all is. It all feels like And it. it's also my friend's birthday. Whose birthday is it? 
Uh, Richie. Ever, did you see that what I posted? Happy birthday, Richie. I said, everyone's free tenant because he lives rent free in everyone's head. Ugh, it's true. Not mine. He's fucking Maybe he does. He's evicted. I evicted him a long time ago. Um, so Robin and I. Oh, know, wait. I forgot I was getting up to get the tart. Hold on. Did you not get it? Yeah, Where I did. did you go? Hold on one second. Right. Yeah, sorry. It takes a while Man, for me to get up. Man, these listeners really, no, it's you know, taking a ride, taking a ride with us. You know, I've said in the previous episodes, Robin and I were, were mm-hmm. experiencing some stagnancy in, you know, is, have we, have we reached the end? Oh yeah, the fucking chart. I, how, yeah. how could I forget? How could you but, forget you know, the chart? But you know, just when you think that the November, the NRU has closed in on you, it expands again. And, and I feel like we're in a full expansion right now. Just, as, as, as why don't you uh, all right, highlight all right, some all right. of the most I'll, obscure things So this things is Robin's insanity. I don't yeah, know what we'll the post. fuck this is. Cool. So in the very center of this chart, we got Axel. And Dizzy. So the two most important players of, in her brain are Axel Dizzy. Well, Dizzy, that's Dizzy's a, the no, players no, no. on it. Okay, Dizzy's we got not Axel, really connected to anyone else. In the center, we got Axel Duff, Dizzy, Gilby, Bat, Storm, and Slash. From there, we pencil out into Snakes. Yes. Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. MTV. Yep. Uh, Teddy Zigzag. Praise him. Stephanie Seymour. Okay, Adele James. So that's like the direct, you know, one, one degree, one degree. From there, Donald Trump. Yeah. Dr. Drew, Uncle Jesse. Yes. Yeah, did you know Uncle uh, Jesse? And then Beta and Fernando, but I think since you've done this, Beta and Fernando have become some pretty big players in our lives uh, in general. The country of Brazil as a whole, I yeah. see is on here. And then the Rainbow, Bar and Grill, Alice Cooper, Hollywood Vampires, uh, Scott Weiland. Now that's something we don't talk about enough. I still want to do a full uh, Velvet Revolver episode, but we don't talk about Scott Weiland being the, the true fake Axl Rose. Yeah, we haven't really talked about yeah, we'll, that. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. But you know what's also off to the side here, which would obviously be the center of this chart now? Cake jumper, circled, question mark. Yes. Buckethead's in a, an adjacent universe mm-hmm. as well. Nirvana. As well as Nirvana. And the Dave Grohl throne I put on there. Did you see that? The actual throne. <sighs> that he, you no, know, you wrote the word throne. Well, You yeah. didn't draw a throne. I see, and then, I, I see it says Dave Grohl throne there. Mm-hmm. Johnny Depp is somehow also in mm-hmm, the NRU. Mm-hmm. Eddie Rebel. Yep. Our boy. Anthony Boza. Oh, everyone's there. Everyone's Betty there. Betty White. Yes, Betty White. Everyone's there. Because Betty, Betty White did one photo with Slash. No, she's like good friends with Slash. Yeah, they love snakes. Oh, she was. Well, she's her. in the snake universe with yeah, Slash. Yeah. Yikes. So, but, you know, like I was saying, this universe, although based on what I just said, yeah, that sounds like a lot of shit to go over, but we've gone over it, but it has expanded lately. So, I don't, Robert says we haven't touched on this yet, but. Maybe, or I thought we had, but like a couple weeks ago, Robin and I mm-hmm. went and saw Gilby Clark's band. We did talk about this. We briefly. talked about it a little briefly with with, with Andy. Andy. Yeah. Okay. So we went and saw the Keith Richards band, which is Gilby's rock, the classic rock and roll cover band. Well, okay. So we, I guess we we did know we ex, we weren't sure. We expected it to be a cover band going into it, sure. but it wasn't really confirmed. No, it wasn't. But it was until. We got in there and you confirmed it for us. Gilby himself. We said, is this a cover band? What did we, a- what yes. we asked him? Okay, so we go we go to the Bourbon Room in Hollywood. You know, Rob and I, we had our moments in Hollywood back in our rainbow phase, but we, we don't really go out there that much. So The rainbow is in West Hollywood. True. Yeah. We, yeah so we never went to Hollywood, really. I, rarely. Rarely. So we go, we go to the Bourbon Room and we're waiting to go into our seats and I see someone I went on one date with. It was a dis- catastrophic date. And he's like a rock and roll dude. And I say hi to him. 
and he starts asking, oh my God, is, I don't think he, I don't care if he listens. <laughs> he starts, tell, did you get all the messages I sent you? Did you get this? I messaged you on Facebook. And I was like, I don't have Facebook. Who were you messaging? And he's like, I'm like, why didn't you just text me? I wonder if he was messaging was Tara Reid, the, the, the Joe, Joe Biden, Biden accuser. accuser. <laughs> so apparently his ex-girlfriend found out about his one date with me, took his phone, sent me a bunch. And I did get some weird texts from him. Never texted him back. Because I'm like, this is, you know, what, fuck this dude. One date. I don't need this shit. She sent me some weird texts. I thought they were him until that night. She deleted and blocked my number. And mm-hmm. I really forgot he existed. So we run into him at the bourbon room and he wants to grovel to me. I think you knew he was going to be there for no, some I reason. No, I didn't. I oh. didn't. I, I mean, I once I saw him, I was like, this tracks. But no, so we get in, we go, you know, we say hi and he wants to apologize and I'm just not fucking having it. That's not, you know, you know, I don't care. So we go to sit down and he's also in the VIP section. And okay, so can we also clarify that the VIP section is, is just a table in the back? It's um, you could buy a ticket. You could either buy an eleven dollar ticket to get in, mm-hmm. or you could spend twenty five dollars and be VIP, which is a table. So it's like pretty pretty uh, easy entry point to be VIP, which was a table, which is a hundred percent worth it because I don't stand around anymore. Now no, we're old, and yeah. So he's at a table. You so know, he, several he made down. it into VIP. Yeah. He, wow. he was VIP. He has VIP guy, just like us. So I walk down to like say hi to him before the show starts again. Because at this point, I'm kind of liking the attention that he's given me. I'm thinking like this guy, you know, really. I, I one date and I fucked this guy up. I, you know, I, I kind of was thriving on this. I looked really hot that night. So I walk down there just to say hi before the show starts. And who is at his table chatting with him but one Gilby Clark? Yeah. And Nate, the guy introduces me to his buddy and this other person. This is so and so and Gilby, and I I go I know who you are and I shake his hand, and I do not play our you know play the card that we do this podcast. But I was like, look, I'm a huge fan, and so is my friend. She's down there. Would you be willing to take a picture with us? And he was like, go get her, go get her. And so I'm like yelling at Robin from across his bar. I'm like, come over here, and she comes over. And Gilby, who's just so nice, but at that point he told us it was a cover band. Yeah, he said, well, we said we were huge fans. Um, like, you know, I, I think, I guess we said we like Guns N' Roses or something like that. Or I don't know if we mentioned event. We were just like, we're I huge think, fans. Yeah. Guns N' Roses came up for yeah. whatever. And he was like, this is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be really bluesy. Yes, and it was. And, and I it said, was. is it going to be uh, a cover band? He said, yeah. He was, He, you know, I've heard from others that have met the guy that he's just, really approachable and nice but yeah I, I confirmed the guy the guy was pretty so, pretty fucking cool yeah he was really cool and you were it was funny because it was like we were going we're like we might meet him and it was literally the first thing that happened mm-hmm. when we walked in mm-hmm. so it was it was cool he was just standing pick. in the crowd watching his, his daughter open oh yes his daughter open frankie uh-huh. frankie, frankie berry frankie berry um, so it was cool yeah and then uh yeah he he can we talk about how he looks Great. He is probably Man, aged the least out of looking, anyone in November good. rain. He pr- he good. looked really healthy. And you did. I actually on our Instagram we did kind of like a side by side like this. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever the girl. I don't know what we call that. But anyways, no one knows. No one he knows. looks very. He looked really similar to what he looked like in the music video in November mm-hmm. rain. Probably more so than the others. I, I think, think. Yeah, he's aged well. I mean, we, we've already talked about how Sorum has aged really well, but. Yeah, Gilby will be 60, 60 oh, soon, yeah, right? And um, he looked great. He seemed vibrant. I mean, he was drinking. He's not like he was like, I need a drink. So, so, so I, I, I kind of, I mean, I could go on and on about my thoughts about the Keith Richards band. Well, let me tell you this. All what right. was really cool is the 
we were sitting down for the Keith Richards band, <laughs> Gilby Clark, Teddy Zigzag, other people, including Sean McNabb. And Sean McNabb. Are on stage rocking out, and they just open with two Beatles get back song. A Beatles block. A Beatles block. They just move into, it was just like all of Robin's favorite songs. Yeah, it wasn't I, I what really, I was looking for particularly. Yeah, they did have like easy a, top set. A pretty... Yeah, I was just like loving it. And I also thought it was very funny that it was all music that I liked a, really, a lot. Yeah, no, I mean, it was super fun. I would do it again. And, you know, the big surprise of the night was who was leading that band and was the main the main front man, our boy Teddy Zigzag. Teddy, uh, yeah, our boy Teddy Zigzag. And on the me, keys. Teddy on the keys. Of, they went a little bit back and forth. But you know what I noticed is how much Gilby and Teddy are just like best buds. Oh, yeah. What do you, oh, yeah, Gilby kept being like, Teddy on the kit. Wait, he kept he doing kept that thing. He was like, "Come on, do you remember that?" Yes, it was. It was Teddy. <laughs> like, Teddy is Teddy really on dynamic. The keys. Come on, God, it was so cool. So they played two sets. There was like a two-hour-long set. And so the first set's over, and like at this point, I'm like, you know, we can we also talk about so before we get into that. Um, so we met Gilby, and we're hanging out, and there was this guy in the audience. You're like, "There's Teddy Zigzag," and it. It wasn't. Mm-mm. And I was like, I don't think that's him. And then. Well, that's what I was going to get at. This was at the intermission. At our, it wasn't at the intermission. Was it before? It was before okay. It started. Okay, go on. We're sitting at our table and this person walks by and I'm like, Teddy Zigzag. Like literally like. Yeah, that's right. I immediately like I had a gut reaction yep. as he walked past and he was like, what? He's like, how do you guys know who I am? Is what he, he said. He was stunned that two like young girls were like kind of excited to see I him. I said, I'm a huge fan. We said, and he's like, You're, he was like, didn't understand what we were saying. We were like, we were like. Standing out. He was, I think, pretty drunk too, which yeah, is he cool. He was very drunk. Yeah. So we end up, you know, Teddy Zigzag ends up, you know, kind of it's pretty early at that point. He was like he was pretty o'clock. into the fact that we were pretty into him. So he goes to plays a set. During the intermission, I run into him again in the bar area. And where were you? I was sitting at the table. So I'm I sitting. go, I go, I oh, thought you were no, smoking a cigarette. No, I lost my phone. Do you remember how I uh, lost my phone? Yes. So I, I can't find my fucking phone. So I go back into like the bar area to find my phone. But as I, I, I find it, it was where I left it somehow. And I see, I approach him again and he remembered us. Oh, uh-huh. the, and he, I mean, he, yeah, we, t- we told him we had a podcast. He wanted to talk and he gave me his phone number. Yeah. And I have not texted him. And he said that he'll be on the podcast, right? But and he said he would play the accordion on our podcast. I thought he said, but only if he could play the accordion. Absolutely. Which I was like, yeah. Uh, and, Are you kidding? And Teddy Zigzag in this room with a accordion. God, I could it. you imagine? I can't imagine. So, so yeah, you're gonna have to text him back I, after I, this. I think that I might Actually, pass this you, on to you. What you should do is just text him right now and see what happens. Oh fuck! Here, should I text him? Okay, I'm gonna or text. Give me the number and I can text it from my okay. phone. Okay, okay, we'll do that right. during the intermission. But anyways, so uh, Teddy Zigzag, and it was it was a good old time. I think we knew we would enjoy it, but I said this on the last podcast. All right, podcast. here it is, Robin. Here's his photo. By the way, Teddy Zigzag has a Android. All right, here you go. Oh. So go mm. ahead and text it, Teddy. Tell him who you are. Identify yourself. I don't know if I can do that from my computer. Should I just do it from your phone? <sighs> I guess. Okay. Anyways, so keep going. So what What else So happened? So we, yeah, I, I don't know. Like It ended up being a really, really fun night for me. Um Robin left. I went and actually met that rock and roll dude at the elbow room afterwards. Um, guys got issues. I've seen here in the history that you invited Teddy to come to yes, the elbow room. Yes, I did invite Teddy to come to the elbow room. Yeah, I <laughs> forgot about that. So, but 
I'm looking. Uh, don't make this. Oh God, she's texting Teddy Zigzag. Dude, the fact that Teddy Zigzag is like someone we're starstruck over. I don't know what that says. It says very weird things about us. But man, we've met Axl Rose. We've now met Gilby Clark. But I'll tell you, meeting the Z, the, the ZZ man, mm-hmm. it don't get better than that. Yeah, we're really closing in we're on closing the universe. In. We're closing in. I, I'm actually surprised that we haven't met Dizzy yet, but that's because we forgot about his show. Well, we just he plays all the time. His yeah. his now Dizzy is in his own also a cover band called Hookers and Blow. So you got I Gilby uh, in a cover band called The Keith Richards, and you have Dizzy in a cover band called Hookers and Blow. They both play in Hollywood a lot. And what you know. Take it or leave it. What I respect, Gilby, if you go into the flyers for the Keith Richards band, it does say of Guns N' Roses, but when you go into flyers, but it's like in small print at the bottom and maybe even done by the venue itself, when you go to anything that Dizzy posts about Hookers and Blow, it's Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses. Well, he's over like the currently, he's currently on, at the band. Like, yeah, he's like currently on the payroll, so it's probably Yeah, he maybe has to. Required. Yeah, yeah. he has to. Yeah. Yeah, he probably has to give a cut of yeah, that money back, a cut. Cut right over to T Brazil. Yeah. So um, that was a really, really fun night. That was, uh, God, yeah, that was a That was like a, a month ago or that so. That was like a couple weeks but ago. But anyways, before even, so before we went, we did that episode where we were looking into and we we're trying to figure out and learn more about Gilby. And there were all these people that were in the band. He had like several rotate. Wasn't like everyone, someone somewhat kind of in Smashing Pumpkins for some reason? Um, so everyone everyone has played drums in Smashing Pumpkins. And everyone has also played like in Nine who, Inch Nails in some way. Who is the drummer? Was there a drummer of Smashing no, Pumpkins? Was that ever? James Eha guy drummer? Or no, no, that was, was keyboard. keyboard. No, no Darby or Darcy was Darcy. the bassist. I don't know. A mm. lot of members. Of, I mean, James Smashing Eha Pumpkins. definitely doesn't play drums. I don't know who. I don't really know. I think that Smashing Pumpkins is really one of those rotating cast bands. It's like Billy Corgan and company. I, I don't know enough about Smashing Pumpkins really to be the authority on this at all. Remember when we had tickets to go see Guns N' Roses the first time? It was with Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins was going to open That for was them. the tour. Interesting. Yeah. So one of these people mm. were probably maybe there. So, yeah, you have the drummer. It's like Aronoff, something Aronoff, Abramoff. Uh, I don't know. And it was his birthday. And then you had Sean McNabb on the bass and did some vocals. Teddy on the keys, of course, and Gilby on the guitar. And, uh, you know, Sean McNabb. Now, what a presence. He's tall. He's like six five. He's really tall. Oh, he's handsome and tall. He looked like like someone. He looked like an actor, and I couldn't figure out who. He's, he's a good looking dude. He is an actor. He is an actor. Yes. But he looked like another famous actor. He is an actor. Yeah. So I just googled. And I have Sean McNabb's Wikipedia up here, and actually, oh. when you Google Sean McNabb, there is a picture of him. And do you remember what he was an actor on? No. Um. Uh, he was an actor on, um, Sons of Anarchy. That was going to be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Which was. Because we know. He that, was a son. Yeah. My boy son. was a son. And now we, uh, they film Mayans now in Los Angeles. And I know several people on that show. They're just, they kind of pull like LA locals. He kind of looked like a tall Johnny Depp. He's a good looking dude. This is a cool yeah. photo of Let's Sean McNam. Oh, I thought this was Kanye West, but it's not. I don't know who that is. That looks like Denzel Washington. Is that Denzel Washington? I think we're both. Being... All right. Well, that actually might be you, Denzel Washington. It, it, Robert, I think that was Denzel Washington. So I wanted, so this episode we're doing right now, you know, we're going to lead in with this whole Keith Richards thing, but like really there's been some interesting developments in the NRU in the past few days that have kind of bled into something. That is not Denzel Ro- Wa- That's. Who is it? 
someone named Michael Beach. Okay. And that was at the ride for Rami. Oh, Ronnie James Dio? Mm-hmm. Aw. R.I.P. I'm to my king. sorry, Michael Fine. Beach. Fine, you can edit that out. So, um, just, you know, just to be mindful of time. So, if you're on the internet a lot like Robin is, mm-hmm. you may have heard that Arby's is entering the fish sandwich game. So... I am on the internet a lot. And did you hear that Arby's is entering the fish this sandwich didn't game? didn't enter my, uh, <laughs> you, all, you all saw it before I did. Yeah. No, Bridget, uh, I didn't see it. You guys sent it to me. So, so leading up to the fish sandwich, when we were Googling Sean McNabb after the show, we found something interesting in his Wikipedia was that he was involved in the writing or recording of the now famous Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. McDonald's jingle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, you know, we take this just like vague blurb and to us, we're like, he wrote, I'm loving it. That's him. That was, you know, basically where we went with that. Right. More or less. Did we read that? It did not say that, but that's how we interpreted it. Wait. So we're, we're going down. Where did we read that? It's on his Wikipedia. <laughs> yes, Robin. It's in there. It's hidden. It's a blurb and we turned it into a big thing. So. Oh, Yeah. So when the... But it's one sentence. Let me read it to you. McNabb can be heard on the Dr. Phil show in the music tracks and the I'm loving it McDonald's breakfast commercials. So I got a couple of questions about that sentence. Right. <laughs> Let's hear it. He's a jingle man. So like you could read the sentence. There's a couple of things going on with the sentence where there's like some missing comments and you could read it a couple of different ways. McNabb can be heard on the Dr. Phil show in the music tracks and in the I'm loving it commercial. So does that imply that he's just heard in the McDonald's commercials that are within the Dr. Phil show? No, Robin. No, but, it, but the sentence could be read that way. It's a poorly structured and then sentence. the other thing is, is he only in the breakfast commercials? So do apparently, they have a different Robin, song? apparently I'm loving it is just breakfast. Did not know. No. Yes, dude. Okay, so I will, we will get into this. We will get into the Mandela effect of I'm loving it in a second, but I'm not ready for that yet. So we read this poorly structured sentence what? a few weeks ago, and, and my mind just immediately goes to he wrote I'm loving it. So a couple weeks go by. He's and a then, basis. There's, I feel like there's a strong base. Can we pull it up? <laughs> pull it up. So so a couple days ago, Kendrick Lamar comes out with a diss track. Okay. Not Kendrick Lamar. Uh-oh. Who is it? <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't Kendrick Lamar? Yes, Kendrick, it was. Kendrick Lamar is like one of the most respected. Who the hell is it? Who, who did rappers? the um, It was Kendrick Lamar. It was Pusha T. God damn it. Kendrick Lamar, like people okay. have been like dying. He has like Grammys. Okay, and okay, okay. Not okay. Pusha T is bad. My bad. We just thought but that random guy was Enzo Washington. Yeah, this is. Okay, oh God, this, this is, is so really bad. taking a turn. Hold on one second. You know what? Can you just take over from here? No. You know, hip hop is not my bag. Uh, it was Pusha T who released a diss track for Arby's against McDonald's. Oh. And in the, you know, kind of fine print of reading about it, he's claiming that Kendrick Lamar claims that he oh wrote I'm Loving It. It's not Kendrick Lamar. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you just take over, please? No, wait, hold on one second. Okay, are you ready to listen to the, the thing? Okay, hold on one second. Let's make sure we skip the ads. Um. Yeah. Oh, is this a what is this? A little mini doc? Oh. Oh, it's a montage. Huh. It's that. So it's that. Da, 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 well, yeah, we all the, know what it but is. But it's the beat. That's what they're they're implying. Mm. Who came up with the beat? You know the now the now famous beat. 
gotta no, I don't think. Are we recording? Yes, we are. Oh. I need to borrow some deodorant, I guess. Hey, I'm Okay, what is this? Could Sean McNabb be in this? Huh, but this do is, you see it's all breakfast. Now, those are pancakes. I wouldn't have known. Those are pancakes. I love the McDonald's pancakes. Love a pancake. No, it's just a cover. <laughs> what did that just say? Okay, interesting. So I, I think you're reading into it too much. I think that what I'm trying to say is Pusha T releases a diss track against McDonald's. And in it, he is... And then if you if you talk if you go and look into why he's like so against McDonald's, you find out is that he's claiming that he wrote it and is not getting credited so for it. So this is interesting because on this this YouTube that is was posted in February 2014 and has 1.2 million views, not too shabby, but for a jingle, no. Nope. For a jingle, someone posted nine months ago, someone named Magix Johnson, M-A-G-I-X, mm. said Fun fact, Pusha T wrote this jingle. Right. So this is in the comments. Nine and months ago. Six months ago says, yes, we all know that now. Three weeks ago, fun fact, he lied and it was created by a German ad agency. Whoa, okay. Three weeks ago. The problem being, he lied and he just wrote the song of the first I'm Loving It commercial. The jingle was created by a German ad agency. And we, the info we and got then, is different than that. I'm sorry, but Stroh's Before Hoes got into the chat and said, no the fuck he didn't, JFC. The clips got paid for the verse on I'm Loving It commercial in 2003. The slogan, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm Loving It, was created by a German ad company. Dude, this the is a jingle deep hole. was created by McDonald's freelance musician, by McD freelance musician? Could that, that be Sean McDapp? That sounds like Sean McDapp. That sounds like Sean McDapp to me. McD hired Pharrell, Justin Timberlake to create a song based on the jingle, but unrelated to their fast food. Oh my God. So the jingle existed. So it very well could have been Sean Remember McNabb. at the time, the clips were under Pharrell's label, which is likely why they got the verse in the commercial. And okay. then, and then Stroh before, Stroh's before Hose, do you know what they say? Learn the facts. And then someone gets in, absolutely no need to cuss. You need help? Go outside. Whoa, we're talking about a McDonald's <laughs> this YouTube is, video. Oh, that's so good. This is Robin. Okay, I'm twenty-two gonna, hours ago. I'm going to try to wrap up what she just so said cool. because if you are still listening to this episode, what what she's saying is McDonald's, Justin Timberlake, and Pharrell kind of created the the beat, right? No, I have no idea. Okay, but uh, no, but no, no. What McDonald's I, what, hired an ad agency to create this. The ad agency, the ad agency hired musicians to create it, and they that very well could have been Sean McNabb. Yes, at all. Okay. okay. So there's the ba da ba ba ba. That was created by a German ad company. That maybe they got the McDonald's freelance musicians oh, to come out. The McDonald's freelance musicians are kind of like when in the last episode, or what we've learned about is the like freelance roaming um, rocker extras. Yep. So 90s rocker, like both 90s rocker dudes. There's, and there's like a weird Venn diagram where some are both. There's, there are a couple people that are both. Yeah. Um, I need to add that to the chart anyways. (laughs) So, so we've got the freelance McDonald's musicians and then for whatever reason, because McDonald's does a lot of stuff, they partnered with potentially Pharrell and who had a label and mm-hmm. they made a song for I'm Loving It mm-hmm. that had a clips verse. And somehow Justin Timberlake was on that. Uh, look, we're going to have to get this from the horse's mouth himself. I don't know how. Pusha T? 
Well, I was talking about Sean. Or Kendrick Mc- Lamar. Sean McNabb is really what I meant. But shit, if you want to tweet it, push it, go for it. So, okay, wait, this is interesting. Do you remember this? No. Well, this is a commercial. Oh. I kind of remember this. This is a four minute long song in 2003. Is that Justin Timberlake? Yes. I'm not interested. I was 18. They did a full song. And you can huh? hear that Pharrell in the back. She wasn't wearing a motorhead shirt, was she? Was that a motorhead shirt? I don't know. We'll find out. So Clips is claiming, claiming not to get paid for this? Who is Clips? I don't know what that, you keep saying those words. I don't know what they mean. Yes, okay. So I'm actually a huge fan of Clips. And they, let's see. I'm going to see if we can find uh, this what the fuck t-shirt. Is this? Can uh, we see your get Go back out? to the beginning. He's there. I hate this so Wait, much. Oh, God, there's a shirt. Oh, God. Oh. Or is it a Guns N' Roses shirt? Uh, I can't tell. Damn it. it was, you could see it at the beginning. Especially go down as our worst episode. Yeah. No, this is cool. That shirt. Get that shirt. Here she come. Here she come. He's chasing her down the streets of NY City. I look at all these people just like, oh, my God, I can't believe Justin Timberlake is. Walking down the this was peak Justin. Oh, it's Iron Maiden, I believe. Is it? Wait, God damn it. That was just a really good shot. Now zoom in. Here we go. Pause. Damn it. Come on. (laughs) Oh. Try again. I'm not giving up on this. It looks like. That's got to be Iron Maiden. I'm I'm positive. I'm positive that's Iron Maiden. See the end. It's Eddie. She's wearing an Iron Maiden shirt. Yeah, she is wearing an Iron Maiden Maiden shirt. Named. What are your f- three favorite Iron Maiden yeah, songs? Yeah, I feel like this is a famous model, too. Oh, yeah. So. Yep. Good eye. Iron Maiden. Yeah. She's right. She's right. Should I p- post that in the comments? Name three Iron Ma- Maiden songs. I just spit my drink out. Yep. Please. Name, what are your three favorite Iron Maiden songs? And you can't say, run to the hills. Say that. <laughs> I will. So, okay, <laughs> wait. Where is Pusha T in this? Okay, so. Are they in no, Robin, we've got, we've actually oh, just okay. you have, the, We cannot skip over the fact that Pusha T is maybe somehow. No, I don't. We've, this has just gotten more confusing and complicated. Okay, so he's like not live. in this. So, so is there a possibility that, I didn't, so I didn't read the article. Um, is yeah. there a possibility that Pusha T did a verse and it just like is never, it never was released? No, Robin, I don't know. I think <laughs> that we probably should have done more research for recording this goddamn episode. It just is more. I'm more confused than ever. This is so cool. So okay, Pusha T is part of. Um, so in back in this era, which was like the early aughts, yeah. Um, he was in a rap group called Clips. I did not Clips, know this. Clips. So C L I P S E. They're one of. They had one of my favorite albums that came out in this year. I think it was because God, what was their album called? It had a really good title. Um, I think I have the CD somewhere. Um. Lord Willen. And mm. the, I guess that wasn't a great title, title, but I remember it really well. So uh, Pusha T is, they're from Virginia Beach um, Clips, and it was Pusha T and his brother, um, Gene, who's, I'm looking at Where this. Where does Kendrick Lamar play into this? <laughs> Gene and Pusha T, or Gene went by No Malice. Um, they're brothers who were from West Virginia. They were um, Coke dealers. So like right crack on. dealers. Right on, um, right on. They had the song Grinding. Grinding. Mm-mm. Oh. Doesn't ring a bell. 
Yeah, it's really good. I loved it. So, but anyways, um, Clips, the reason why it's Pusha T and not Clips, Clips doesn't exist anymore, even though they were one of the best rap doers, duos, is because Gene Malice Thornton, I believe, is a preacher now. Mm, found God. Yes, um, he found God. Mm-hmm. It happens. And so he has a new, his studio debut was Hear Ye Him. Yeah, let me see. Yes, he he found God. Mm-hmm. Um, where does it say that? Yeah, but anyway, so no one really knows what's going on with no malice. Hmm. Um, da, 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 yeah, yeah. So he became really. Oh yeah, he has. He so he makes church raps. So he went from coke raps to rapping about. Well, he had a mixtape called Church. Well, Clothes. remember when I told the story about we went and saw MC Hammer at the church on Seventeenth and Lincoln and Eugene, and he just rapped about God the whole time. We kept singing. Yeah. We kept yelling. Too legit to I think quit. He's pretty and, serious about this. Yeah. They, oh yeah, and he made a guest God. appearance on Kanye's God album. Mm. But Pusha T has um, since become like a pretty, uh, like common staple in rap. He was um, so he went from Pharrell's Pharrell's label to he's one of the first people that was signed on to. Um, Kanye's album, mm-hmm. Good Music, and he's been in all that. And he was also the person that, um, and he likes to come out with diss tracks a lot. So, and he has a lot of beefs. Remember when he doxed Drake's son? I do remember this. Yes, that but, was but him. Back, back to the, the big beef, the Arby's beef, so if you will. So where is the beef? The beef is, is, he says, this is his current beef, McDonald's fucked him over on royalties, remember I'm loving it, therefore, which Arby's, therefore, Arby's has a better fish sandwich. That's the beef. It's fucking sick as hell. He he gets screwed over million. He gets screwed over millions of dollars. And his beef, well, well, you know what, McDonald's, fuck you because Arby's has a better fish sandwich. So he has a section a section of his Wikipedia that says feuds. Cool. And one is with um with consequence. Um, then Lil Wayne, I forgot about his thing with Lil Wayne. He loves. I mean, I would not okay, want to get Robin- in a feud with uh Pusha T, but then Drake, but. McDonald's isn't listed well, on there. I'll update that wiki. So if if we had a wiki for this podcast, okay, wait, there would on. be a section on feuds. Who would be in our feuds? Wait. Vice, Team Brazil. Former record executive Steve Stout claimed that Pusha T had allegedly written the McDonald's I'm Loving It jingle. And he later confirmed on Twitter. What? What is this? No, Robin, there's no, you know, any I, I anyone can claim to have it. written a jingle. I, you know, I think Sean McNabb wrote it. That's my final, that's my final stance. Until so I you don't really know. Okay. So now we're going to, we haven't really looked up any more into the Sean McNabb. So Sean McNabb. And, and listener, I feel I'm, like. I'm, oh shit. Do you even, if you even are following who Sean McNabb is, this is just a guy in Gilby Clark's current band. Just FYI. That's where, that's where, this is the terrible rabbit hole we've gone down. So I'm finding. Zero information. That poorly structured except for sentence. one sentence. Yeah, in the wiki. Cool. Except for one sentence on his Wikipedia yeah. that says that he wrote. We need to. We need to go straight to Sean McNabb. You're right. Yeah, I'm right. But why does this? Then Tweet how at him. does this go to Doctor Phil? He was a jingle man. You know, it's an ad man. There's guys that just sat back and just wrote the jingles. Can be found for the people in. Dr. Phil's music tracks and wrote I'm love and the he can be heard 
playing. I, I don't know. It's it's bad. I can't. Is there an original like a master track for the I'm loving it? Robin, I don't know. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. Well, do like, is there like one original? Because there's like a bunch no, of remixes. I don't know remixes. Well, like, like different a, versions. Five of second it. long jingle. We are going to have to come back to this because we've we've uh, we've encountered more questions than answers here. That's for sure. We're gonna have to. Do, we're gonna have to. Circle so the first back question is. We have to circle back on this. What does the song sound like? No one knows. How long is a jingle? Who wrote it? Who recorded it? Who's this German ad agency? Who is this German ad agency? It's kind of like is Arby's fish sandwich better than Filet Fish? So tell I me more. So let's. So the but isn't there were lyrics on the Pusher T thing that was basically like, you know, I have to believe that Pusher T actually did write it. I do not believe this. Why? Why would you go out of your way to write it? It's funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious, and it's something that I would do. And if you had a good sense of humor, Arby's paid him a shit ton of money. This was huge publicity. Spicy fish diss track. Oof. You know, can you tell me anything like Arby's has ever done? Like, have they ever gotten like for in terms of advertising and things like that? The we've got the meats. What? That. Yes, Robin. We've got the meats. I thought they were. Where's the beef? They're not. Where's the beef? Where's the beef was just beef. No, Robin. Where's no. Robin? Wait. Where's the beef? Was just like the beef company. No, I'm yeah, pretty dude. sure. No, I'm pretty it was, sure it was. Um, and it was an old lady. Yeah, well, I know the old lady, but it was, was it not for the Burger beef. King? No, it was just for beef in general. It was a general ad for beef. There's no way it was just an yes, ad for it was. beef. It no, was, it, no, you're wrong. It was an advertisement for Wendy's. Damn. No, no, I don't believe it. The old lady wears a beef lady was a Wendy's ad. Yeah. And so it's the people that call up with these ads like 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 rebranding meats Perhaps. like pork, the other white meat, pork, the other pork is not the other white meat. Yeah, because it was in competition because that, that was a whole joke. It was like other fast food agencies didn't have a lot of beef on their patties. And Wendy's, they have the square, right? Square. So they have extra beef because it's a square. Yeah, because it's like hanging Does out. Does that make more like surface? Yeah. Yes, right. I don't. I don't know, man. I, I know that doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, well, I mean, make I guess a bigger circle. It depends what you just size. Make a bigger circle. Well, okay. If the radius or we, yeah. Again, we'll get back to this. We have a diagram on it. Um, the best fast food hamburger, by the way, is the Burger King Whopper with cheese. Just getting that out. Timestamp that. Would it know? Um, it comes with mayonnaise. I like that. Uh, um. So. Oh wait, now I'm. I want to know like about I said, I, I think that we have um, come up with more questions than answers. I'm more confused than ever. It's so, hundred. Did degrees. you read the lyrics of this diss track? Yes, I did because the, the video had a lyrics coming up on it. it oh, like, you watched? You listened to it? Yeah, it was I didn't thing. even get there. But let's hear spicy fish dish diss. It's good. Um, it's one of the lyrics goes filet fish is shit. And you should be disgusted. How can they release this? I don't know. I, I a think little it's cube of fish from a clown is basic. Say less. This argument is baseless. Drowned in tartar, the filet fish is tasteless. Okay, I want to stop you right there. He could say whatever he wants about not liking this fish sandwich because it's square and because McDonald's screwed him over or whatever. But I don't know a single person out there who doesn't want their fried fish drowned in tartar sauce. All right. If you know me and you know me well, well, our fish is going to tip the scale because he's a Coke dealer. That's the Coke reference? So he got, yeah, he Mm -hmm. got, he did a Coke reference. Cool. This is so, okay. Yeah. Wow. So I guess Rolling Stone or Arby's um, presented this to him and he said, 
I'm this, he wanted to really crush it because he's so mad at McDonald's. And he did. And crush it, he did. I, I am confused about why he's insulting the filet fish for being a square when the ad seems to portray the Arby's sandwich as also a square uh, fish filet. I did it at a very young because age. Because fish doesn't come in rounds, nor do I want it to. It's square. So he gave away the jingle? It doesn't make any no, well, sense. We'll have to do a part two on this one. It doesn't make no. any sense. He tweeted, just dropped a diss track from Arby's, grab some popcorn and a spicy fish. Wild, you guys. Okay, so what did this have to do with McDo- uh, Taco Bell somehow? Well, it was just the fact that around the same time. That, the same day. The same day that Kendrick Lamar. Oh, my God. <laughs> my God. The same day that Pusha T releases his diss track. Uh, okay, so a few weeks ago, I think I even mentioned this on the podcast, too. A few weeks ago, well, he does this I heard through a friend, my, my friend at work was like, hey, he knows it. Like, I know a lot of people, the punk scene in Los Angeles. And he goes, my friend was a stylist on a dead city, who's an L.A. punk band, was a stylist on a dead city shoot at a Taco Bell. This is like a month, three weeks, a month ago. And I guess dead, he goes, I guess dead city vandalized the Taco Bell. And the CEO of Taco Bell calls it was a uh, through born and raised calls a uh, born and raised people and, like and like lashes out at them so the, the way the story was portrayed to me is that it was like guerrilla marketing they were like there but they weren't supposed to be flash forward three weeks Taco Bell releases an official born and raised collaboration and a commercial that appears to be starring dead city I think they're in it so apparently every employee of Taco Bell across the country is wearing born is wearing we live in weird times. Los Angeles streetwear yeah yeah. And I'll tell you what, we were I'd looking into this and the next day I went because I was like, this it's sounds br- great. But, but it's that's the just, 60 year anniversary yeah, of Taco ha- Bell. Happy birthday. But I think that's like these fast food companies, in order to stay relevant, they have to, you know, get in with the youth. And what better way than diss tracks and like sellouts fucking streetwear. So we're on the same timeline that like, okay, so. Brilliant. So 30 years, we're in this, like we are 30 years November rain. 60 years McDonald's. So we can measure things in like 30 decades or three decades. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so that, yeah. So that would put it as in 1962. Huh? Yikes. March 1962. No, 30 years later, you get November, November rain. rain. 30 years later, born and raised ex Taco Bell. What's That's next? In filet fish something. Yeah. Um, what was interesting about Taco Bell, though, too, is they recently jokerfied. That they had the worst headline. There was that headline that said, Doja Cat covers whole celebrity skin for a McDonald's or Taco Bell commercial for the Super Bowl. That was the headline. I hate everything you just said. Yeah, I know. It's just like all the things. I hate everything you just and it said. And was, it was very bad. And then um, somehow they like changed the lyrics from Celebrity Skin, which it wasn't even like that. There wasn't anything There's weird nothing, about it. That's like t- and, uh, but anyways. They're the TikTok, man. It's a TikTok teen. Doja Cat made a Mexican pizza wrap, which is pretty that good. That is cool. Did you listen to it? No, I don't it's like her. It's pretty good. Like oh, I love her. I know you do. She's cool. Have you ever seen her original, the thing that kind of no. made her go viral? Bitch, I'm a cow. No. You would like it. It is really cool. Because she was just like an internet. Um, she was on the internet a lot. Yeah. Like someone else I know. Who? You. you. But you were the ones that saw all these things hey, way before me. I, you know, because I'm on the right, I'm on the fast food internet. It's different. We're all on the internet. Yeah. The internet, like later, have you ever heard of the phrase, the internet of things? No. It's just. I'm on the internet a lot less these days. A lot of my information, I, I am not on Reddit as much. I've really checked out. 
I don't. Yeah, go, but when you wor- don't work at a computer, that's what no, happens. I don't. Yeah, I do be um, on the internet. And but when you do work at the computer, yeah, just check in. You're often on the internet. Yeah, check in. Uh, but the internet of things is like, like smart fridge. Oh no, Some, I don't. Yeah, all those no, smart fridge. It's just like it's how people are connecting the internet to everything. Um. So how are we gonna find Sean? Oh wait, did Zigzag text no, back? I will. No, I was. I've been keeping up on my phone. No Zigzag, but we'll we'll get back. <laughs> It was funny because his name is Theodore mm-hmm. Andronidas. Mm-hmm. I don't Andritis. think that's right. Theodore Andritis, something like that. Andriatis. Something Andriatis. Like Andriatis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, if you think that you know where we can find Sean McNabb, or if you wrote the McDonald's jingle yep. song, <laughs> please come to us. Or if you were in the roaming cast of rocker extras in the 90s. 90s rocker dudes. 90s rocker dudes. We're looking for you. Yep. We'd like to talk. Yep. We'd like to get some but, things but on the record. But stay tuned for, you know, part two where we actually have some information. Because that was just. I don't think there's ever. That what, was fucking More chaotic. information about this. Yeah, no, Robin. We have no. It's, we gave no information. But I don't think there is any. I do. We're going to find it. I do. And we're going to find it. We're going to find out. Us, it took us 18 months to find out who the cake jumper is. If it takes us another fucking 18 months, we're going to find out who wrote. I'm loving it. Well, I'm pretty sure it's Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Okay, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think Stroh's before hoes. Let's get in touch with that person. They seem to know everything. Yeah. Yep. Get, get the facts. Know your facts. As Stroh's before hoes says, know your facts, folks. Yep. And 